on in. It's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. I'm very congested and my YouTube feed is full of women whose videos are all like waking up at 5 a.m. trying to change my life. With David Dillon. Sencha is the superior team. And Dewey Cassidy. If Shohei Otani doesn't sign by tomorrow, I'm going to commit crimes against society. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Alex Wolfson. This is a very, very, very special episode. It is our Act 1 finale, folks. Let's go. Tonight is the Queen's visit, so without further ado, let's do it. When we last left off, it was a mammoth session. You dined at Taste Plus Dignity, sampling the chef's tasting menu and meeting the colorful cast of characters that reside there, hoping to convince the chef to prepare for you Chris Tato 100 ways. And after getting some hesitation from that chef, Clegg was able to sneak through the hotel and find the owner's dirty secret that they forged the will of the previous owner naming themselves the owners. And looking at the true will, you realize that taste plus dignity was never meant to be given to Boink and Woody. It was meant to be burned because Matilda was an evil person full of hate and vitriol. Boink and Woody faked the will to better themselves. You keep their secret with a couple conditions. Prepare Chris Tatos for the feast. Give Jeremiah lots of peach cobbler. Let Money Boy break a window and rename the restaurant to taste plus dignity equals penis curiosities can't believe i got away with that one on the way out albert penis visited the cellar and confronted his old nemesis the man who ran him over with a horse-drawn carriage bald and ember dark asked him for a loan and got it with a very stern warning if he fails to pay it back it'll be fine and with that you have finalized the preparations for the queen's visit You do some other little bits and bops, making sure that the pornography at the live bar is being created correctly, and seeing perhaps a a different side of pornography, like women swimming. Oh, and, oh, 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 no, no, this is important. This one's important. And Albert Penis, back at Penis Curiosity, you are confronted by the Royal Peacekeeping Force, Sarah Craw and Arnold Dolesbury. They have a warrant to search your establishment, which they do. And creeping upstairs past a mostly nude money boy they open your bedroom and find in there that Lance Sponk has escaped his bindings and with that we pick up today on the morning of the queen's visit you all wake up in your homes and we are going to go check in on you one at a time and hear about your morning routine can i hear about jeremiah Jelsinkley? how are you getting ready jeremiah is getting ready uh, the same way that he does every single day uh except he is he is actually going to be wearing his nice overalls uh which are the overalls he wears only once a year during the ceremony of the dying and he is he's crushing peach cobbler right now like he's he's doing like a a pie a day yeah um so <laughs> jeremiah's dentist about to buy a dang second house it's true and we'll cut over to you albert penis how are you getting ready for the queen's visit well albert penis is getting ready the same way he does every day uh one pant leg at a time 
He's going to get out of bed and immediately put on his horse um, suit because he's done taking risks. He's going to kiss the bedside drawing he has of Chimpy. And then he's going to (laughs) pat Stetson on the head because Stetson sleeps in. And then he's going to hobble downstairs and say hello to Money Boy, who God knows what Money Boy's doing down there. He's going to make some breakfast and uh, flip the close sign to open. All right. I love it. And we cut across town to the apartment of Clegg Tumstall. Clegg Tumstall, how are you getting ready? Um, do I have time to buy spell components or no? You would have had time in your previous downtime. We fast forwarded through a week, absolutely. Okay, so Clegg's gonna wake up. Uh, Summer's Bounty wakes up fully clothed. He's never nude. He's just born that way. And Clegg will dismiss Summer's Bounty and say, It's time for you to leave. Huh? And come back reborn gonna dismiss summer's bounty and then cast clegg's fine familiar the spell that she's been working on with her teacher miss maggie lathy and on her own in spare time throughout this whole session in the hopes that summer's bounty will speak so far he said a couple of names but it seems like this visit is the right time absolutely you have been working in your downtime on creating a spell which wizards of course can do with the help of Miss Maggie Lathy, that progress has been going faster. And so you'll find on D&D Beyond a spell in there for Hooray. you. Known as Clegg's Find Fluent Familiar. Wow. Whoa. Your preparations for the spell complete, you can now attempt its inaugural casting. It is slightly more expensive than a regular Find Familiar, as you have to find uh, additional material components, little bits of paper, like a little mini dictionary that your familiar can ingest. Oh, if we ingest like a sad book, will he come out sad or does that have no relation? I don't know, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a copy of The Loneliest Badger. Um, <laughs> Clegg's going to just feed the songbook, the children's choir songbook for the Queen's performance to Summer's Bounty. Oh, hell yeah. And cast Clegg's fine familiar. Fine, fluent, familiar. Um, Baby Billy's Bible bonkers. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It takes an hour, and this ritual is unfamiliar to you. Many parts are the same, but extra elements have been incorporated. You've been practicing, rehearsing these movements over and over again. And after an hour, as the ritual is complete, the swirling image of the memories of Summer's bounty in your crystal ball condensed... And from that ball of fog, wings, jeans, a white beater, (laughs) the form of Summer's bounty emerges, and he will look up at you, mouth slightly open, and he'll say, Clegg, it's me, (laughs) Summer's bounty, hey, I'm flapping here, no, he won't, Uh, he'll just say, oh man, what a tease. Can it dismiss him again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He changes voice with a flick of your wrist, finishing the ritual for real. He is, in fact, not in The Sopranos, but birthing forward in his new form. He says, Oh, I'm Summer Spanner. Hi. Wow. Hi. That Elmo? Look, I think I'm doing it. Am I doing it? Yeah, you are. <laughs> and you fly around the room. Clegg's like <laughs> crying, sobbing. Stop talking now. I'm going to do this every time we speak. 
yeah, Clegg is so thrilled. She locks herself in the bathroom for a minute to just scream and scream. And then she comes out and she and Summer's Bounty will share a Smucker's Uncrustable for breakfast. Oh, he's got so much to say. Mm, I love grapes. Why would a Smucker's Uncrustable taste different than normal? Oh, this one's really made good. in a factory. This one's way better. <laughs> Clegg, do you regret your all your preparation that you did for this moment? <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see how how everything pans out later today. You go outside. The three of you can walking through town to convene at City Hall. Meet back at the closet. Summer's Bounty. As you walk through the streets, will sing. Beautiful morning, what a beautiful day. <laughs> and eventually you make your way into the front of City Hall, upstairs, down a long hallway to the back of the middle of nowhere, and you see in front of you the door to the closet, a place we have not been in maybe five episodes. The door Alex is so excited to get to do a new voice now. <laughs> the door currently is closed. What would you like to do? I'm just, um, um, Albert Penis is going to knock, like, you know, kind of loudly. Tile, are you throwing up in there? You get no response back. Well, he's either throwing up silently or he's not in there. <laughs> don't, don't we have keys? Or yeah, we no? have keys. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to, Albert's going to put away the bottle of um, Tasha's costume brew. Yeah. He was, uh... <laughs> As you do immediately just papers flood out like it's been filled to the brim with paper you see lining tinging the paper in different places are streaks of vomit and like a cartoon suspended in midair in the pile of paperwork and vomit is tile you see just two hands two feet and a face (laughs) sticking out and he'll say it's been four days i've been drowning in here well, nothing to see here. Close the door. Oh, no, come back, come back, please, please. Pull me out of here. Maybe today's today we find that continental breakfast, Peter promised. I want to see the queen's visit. <laughs> Have you met the queen before, Tile? Well, currently the door is closed between him and, and you. So I, I muffle, get up close to the door. Have you meet, met the queen before, Tile? No, please open. Let me out of here. All right, Tile, we'll open the door. Give us one moment and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door. He spills out, this time falling on his back onto the floor. He like slides around as the papers (laughs) fill the hallway. He'll stand up and brush himself off. Can Jeremiah do like investigation or something to see uh, what all the papers say or perception or whatever? Like, what are all these papers? No role even needed. You're looking at the papers. Uh, Most of them just have like a big yes or no box to check on them. Some of them are permit applications for various things many different vendor invoices for things related to the queen's visit balloons table setup things like that they've been sent to him in triplicate and quadruplicate because he doesn't respond the first few times he'll brush himself off look at all of you and say okay nobody freak out we have got a lot to talk about let's here help me dig through the papers and then we'll meet in the in the room and we'll, we'll talk tile we're worried about you don't be uh <laughs> be worried about all of us okay why because we got a big job to do today so let me just recap you were able to put together the four things you needed to for the queen's visit just in the nick of time the citizens address will be delivered by jeremiah jelsinkley the feast 
Chris Tato, 100 Ways, will be prepared by Boink and Woody from Taste Plus Dignity. Equals Albert Pena, or Penis Curiosity. <laughs> what was that part? The restaurant is now called Taste Plus Dignity Equals Penis Curiosity. Okay, well, I won't ask about that. The entertainment will be the children's chorus of the Tower Schoolhouse. A wise choice. By the way, they are still expecting payment. Yeah. Add it to the invoice list. It looks like it looks like Tile uh, has a lot of invoices. I, I want to get these all out so that people like understand them, <laughs> so that it's kind of like. Well, we understand them fine. Yeah, I don't know who sense. else needs to understand them. <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth is the gift bags that will be given to the queen and all the all the people that come. And that's being taken care of by Jilrana Thistletop and the Root District. Is that right? Yes. Jilrana Thistletop. Yeah, Jilrana Thistletop. Albert's going to look to where a window should be, but instead it's a piece of paper stuck to the wall with a little bit of vomit. (laughs) Dream Weaver. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of singing in this one. It's a musical. We might have to do the Queen's Visit next week. (laughs) It was Summer's Bounty's Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Albert and the Chipmunks Summer's Bounty Christmas. <laughs> you say Albert? Albert and the Chipmunks is way funnier though. <laughs> Albert Penis. Albert Penis and the Chipmunks. And his his chipmunks. We're only singing Baby It's Cold Outside. Uh-huh. Alright, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, in regards to the payment, Tyle will say, So the city I think does have some money. But Gaudron Werp has not approved any funds for the party planning. He said that he gave you some money when you came and talked. I don't know. I think that there will be another opportunity to, to prove it to him, maybe based on how it goes. If it's a huge party and you ask him for payment in front of everybody, how could he say no? I think we should humiliate him in front of the queen oh, the same God. way oh, he, he humiliated me in front of my friends. Tile is like, oh, God, don't do that, please. Jesus. Yes, Clegg, wait to humiliate him after we've pried money from his hands. Then he can piss all over him, I don't care. <laughs> okay. We could just invoice him and just say it got lost in the invoice, and we could blame government bureaucracy when non-payment is, has been posted. Yeah, I guess so, except that the money's going to the Root District and the Tower Schoolhouse, so that's kind of who it would get paid. Don't worry about the Root District. Okay. That's taken care of. Okay, I won't ask about that either. And I'm going to look wistfully to the vomit again. <laughs> I love that. He'll also say, in case I haven't impressed this upon you enough, let me just say, you've done a lot of work to plan the party, but this is the day where it has to go well. We really want to impress the queen. I'm going to have my hands full coordinating the different parts, making sure the things move along. So if you all could like kind of stay near her, and that would be awesome. Stay near who? <laughs> oh, Albert. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was, I was looking wistfully. What were we talking about? Oh, God. If this doesn't go well, then I'm, uh, I'm going to be a bad... Tyle, oh. no, hey, come here, poor boy. Come oh. here, I'm going to put my big robotic oh. arm around him. I'm going to pat his back. I'm like, hey, you're doing a good job here. I have something for you. Oh, really? Yes, come here. This this paper, it's for you. Oh. He's going to say, it's a it's a permit to build the addition to my my house that uh, Money Boy's going to sleep in. Oh, yeah, we can start this out. We'll sort this out. I'll add it to the list. And he just drops it in the, in the greater pile of stuff. I'm very confident that that's a priority. Move it to the top of the room. I'll put it at the top of the room, yeah. I'll put this one near the ceiling. He looks at you all and gets serious for a moment. And he says, and a warning. If anyone asks, Mayor Gautrin Werp, 
planned the event himself. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. I know. He he really he needs a win. You know. I mean, elections are coming up in a couple months now, like two months, and well, he just needs this. So, Tyle, I don't know if I agree with this. Where oh, the geez. the mayor the mayor hindered us in every way that he can. Didn't give us enough money to cover our costs, and now he's trying to ride on our coattails. Oh God. Um. I'm going to trust you all to make the right choice, but I need this job and I know you're not paid for. Oh, geez. It is really bad. Oh God. Okay. 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 Let's just try to make this thing good. Cause the queen really could screw all of us if she wanted to. Sorry. The who? The queen. Oh God. And he'll say, oh, good luck. Good luck. And he'll run down the hall. Bye. Um, do we want to just torch all of the invoices? <laughs> oh my gosh. Why? Why? <laughs> because tiles seem very stressed so maybe this will just help him out i don't have any fire spells otherwise i just would do it oh i got fire spells <laughs> leg what say you um a lot of these invoices are just boxes with yes or no on them well let's erase that no and say yes to burning it all up i'm going to cast magic missile <laughs> Okay. At the pile Hunt of also has firebolt, but I, I do think it would cause um a small fire. You're gonna start we an uncontrolled both. fire on the second <laughs> story of City Hall. Yeah. Well you're casting magic missile at least. So magic missile yeah. three bolts of force energy poke holes through huge amounts of paper. They don't light them on fire. It's a force damage spell. But they do go right through. I may have forgotten that that was a force damage spell when I shot energy from my wrists. Well, I think we've tried everything that we well, could. Now, hold on. If Clegg is excited by lighting a fire, I think we should let Clegg cast Firebolt if she really wants to. Clegg's whistling and looking at the paper that looks like a window and just going like, huh, Firebolt? Uh, I don't know. It's a little early in the day for a Firebolt. Leg. We've got a big night ahead of us. We gotta let loose. Let out some energy. Let's everybody. We're gonna do crazy ace, and then Clegg's gonna light a fire. <laughs> I think if it comes to it, I'll light the fire. But last time I lit a fire, it almost started a forest fire in Carla's wilderness, which we did all forget about. I got a talking to from a bear after that. So yeah, maybe mm-hmm. we should. Maybe we should yeah. not do that. Yes, I got a talking to from his boyfriend, the otter. Oh. Uh, Alex, per your confused look, in the gay community, a bear is a big hairy man and an otter is a small hairy man. Never heard otter. Yeah. Well, that debate settled. <laughs> you head outside. <laughs> there in Missing Chair Square, you see the party being thrown together. The square itself is lined with white circular wooden tables and chairs fit to hold over 100 people. Balloons and floral arrangements line the exterior. A large platform and speaker podium, like in The Call to Greatness, has been constructed in front of the Missing Chair Monument, which is, of course, that black, large stone pedestal where the famous Chester's chair once stood. There's also tables for gifts and food and more busily being assembled by large crews in key areas. You also see around the outside 
smaller makeshift tables and things set up. Not everyone was invited to the Queen's visit, but <gasps> townsfolks are hanging out around the exterior to at least be part of the action. What's what's the delineation that prevents people from entering the party? Is it like ropes? Is it... Yeah, looking around, it's not like a fence or ropes, but there do seem to be entrance areas created with like flowers as barriers, planters that have been put out to funnel people in and out. Who's around right now? Looking around the square, there are dozens of workers from all man mm-hmm. from all over Chester's chair putting things together. Seems a bit unfair to me, perhaps you two disagree, that the townspeople who worked so hard to help put this on, who supported us in the talent show, don't get to partake in the Queen's visit. Are we are we to expect to feed Cristato one thousand ways to a mere fifty people? Cristato one hundred ways to a mere fifty people? <laughs> What are you proposing? Well, I would like the Queen's visit to go well. But I don't want the people of this town to be excluded. Now, we do have experience. We know somebody who has experience interrupting certain fancy events in the name of the common people. Oh my god. (laughs) So I say that we consult Money Boy on how best to get all these people into the party. He is a spokesperson for the commoner. Is he here with us? He's not here with us, Clegg. He's in my apartment currently. Okay. I told this him to get ready for the party. Day. I believe he's been in the shower for quite a while. He loves <laughs> a bath. <laughs> what say you? Hands in? Hands in. Summer's bounty? Oh, yeah! <laughs> I love putting my little hand on Arden's big hands. Okay, well, look, that's fine. We, we got Can it. We touch okay. fingers again? <laughs> okay. Summer's bounty, that's enough. Oh! I sleep looking at him. Oh! Sorry, I'm not used to being able to talk. I don't know when I'm doing it too much. Aw, that's okay. Life is hard. Oh. Don't, don't take that to Do heart. Do you have memories of when you die? <laughs> oh, what was that? <laughs> Do I remember when Nothing. I died? Every time. <laughs> I experience pain and loss, just like a regular person. Wow. I've what was the most painful years. way you died? What? what was the most painful way that you've died? I was drowned. And then one drowned at the last minute and stabbed. Oh. <laughs> when did this happen? Yeah, a long time ago. We got a lot to talk about later. Was I there for this? Nah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about this more at home. Oh, okay. Let's move on, right? You should go to Penis Curiosity. <laughs> yeah. You cut across town to Penis Curiosity. As you enter, Money Boy is nowhere to be seen. You hear the shower on, though, and a scrubbing sound and... Going to cause some havoc. I'm sorry, how hard is Money Boy scrubbing himself that it's audible downstairs? (laughs) You see him walk down the stairs, he's bright red. His skin has been like... Moneybags, you didn't use my special tanning lotion, did you? Money Boy, and that explains a lot. Is he like fully nude, dripping at the top of the stairs? Or has he yeah, come- once again, bubbles kind of conveniently cover his genitalia, but they are slowly dripping off. As an orphan, I feel that I've seen Money Boy's naked body more than I've seen my own mother's face. Oh my god. <laughs> Albert, that's very sad. Which is any time more than one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what can I do you folks? Well, Money, money Boys, you know you're going to the party with us tonight, oh. as you know. Oh, or maybe you didn't know. I told you to get ready for it. Oh yeah, I'm always ready for a party. We learned recently that the common folk mostly are not allowed in this party. Say no more. We destroy... Well, like to... No, yeah. no. What? 
This is precisely why I wanted to say more. Oh, okay. So, money, <laughs> money boy, all we need from you yeah. is to help us smuggle the common folk into the party in some way. Perhaps take down one barrier and let them in. Perhaps yeah. they keep rotating in as chefs. Whatever you think would be a good way to sort of break them into this fancy party. I see. Well, maybe we run an old distraction. See, they can't catch all of us at once. That's how we start a movement. Okay, well, the three of us need to not be involved in any crimes uh, is the big issue. Well, maybe if you three talk to the queen and the fancy people, I'll sneak around and take down the barriers. And then when the time is right, I'll blow a horn, signaling all the, the common people to charge into the center and wreak havoc upon all these people. Well, to clarify, we don't want them to wreak. We want them just to enjoy the party. Then when the time is right, I will blow a horn and signal the common people to join the party calmly. That's more like it, Moneybags. Money boy. It looks like my penis is out <laughs> as the f- bubbles have dripped off. Albert penis. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, all of you. I'm sure you're busy. I will take care of this. And he'll turn around and strut. Albert, I've been sleeping in your bed. No. That's, that's fine. The singing starts again in the shower again. Do the scrubbing noises again. As you head outside, you see that work is just being finalized. And now you see Mayor Gaudron Werp standing at the edge of Missing Chair Square, looking out along the Duke's path, tiles there by his side, as are other leaders from Chester's chair. And you hear a sound. A sound louder, more mechanical than you've ever heard before. And then, from around the corner, at high speeds you see a contraption you have never seen before. A Lamborghini. What? Bright Whoa. yellow, powered by an arcane engine. It's being driven by a bald man with sunglasses, and in the back is a woman, tearing through the streets. It stops. It's followed by two Cadillac Escalades. <laughs> And as it stops in front of you, everyone around you is shocked. Can't believe what's what's happening. You look at this this vehicle. It does seem to be powered by magic. And the man who was driving it, the bald man, waves his hand over where in our real world we would turn a key. And the arcane energy uh, stops powering this car and it settles down. This man jumps out of the vehicle. You get a better look at him now. He's a bald drow man. Large sunglasses. He has a white suit on with a black shirt, a small wispy goatee. He looks like Fantasy Pitbull. Oh my god. And gosh. he gestures over, taking the hand of the woman in the back seat, and he steps her out of the car. And you take her in, a human woman with thick black hair, accented by a neon green highlight. She wears a gold dress, rhinestoned out so that it catches the sun in every direction. Tattoos and piercings and large gemstone rings. She looks like Megan the Stallion. And the man will look to all of you and say, Introducing Queen Josephine Brisbane the Fourth. And this woman will lift her arms in a magnificent pose, showing glittering light from all of her gems 
and jewels. They catch your eyes. They're blinding to behold. And as she ah. puts her arms down, <laughs> as she puts her arms down, she looks at all of you and says, Hi. Hi. Hello. I'm the queen. Hello, queen. Who are all of you? Well, we're, we're the party. The, um, we're the party planning committee. We're here to, to plan your Mayor party. Mayor Galdron Rope is going to like push you out of the way. And he says, <laughs> "Ma, ma, what a fine entrance you have made." I'm Mayor Galdron Werp. Welcome to Chester's chair. I hope that we can make your acquaintance. The Queen instantly looks at him and says, "Oh, too fancy, too fancy, too fancy." Can I talk to somebody else who's like a normal person? Normal? What about me? And I'm going to raise my hand over a yeah, robot yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You funny guy. Hey, come on. Come on over here. Hello. A pleasure to meet you. You see, oh, as you as you approach, you see the man puts a hand on your chest hard, and he'll say, not too close. Oh, of course. My my mistake. I, I must say, I'm quite impressed by that contraption you wrote over here. It runs on some sort of arcane engine, correct? Oh, yeah. It's an arcane engine. Uh, Sir Jowl's flapping made it. Wow. And the man will How say- How powerful oh. would you say the engine is? Oh, I don't know how powerful. Hey, Jowls, how how powerful is it? And the man looks at you. He says, "The engine is more powerful than all of the magic in this town put together." Right, but if you had some sort of metric to say how powerful it was, what would you? Uh... Can I run an Arcana check? It's a hard spell, man. Make an Arcana check, please. It's a cool thirteen. Nineteen. Oh yeah, checking it out and hearing that he's being kind of defensive about it. This would be approximately like a seventh level spell was used to create this holy shit so if you were to say how powerful the engine is in a a term we all understand (laughs) what would you say it's really fucking powerful man okay let me just say i've never been out here before i thought we were gonna get stuck in the mud coming out here or something i mean normally we come out to party in princeville for the weekend if we want to get out of town but i'm willing to give you a chance chester's chair congratulations on winning the call to greatness Mayor Whirlpool pipe up again and again. Um, yeah, so suppose I am a bit formal, but I am very proud of our town. She goes, okay, we're fancy. All right, enough. So which one of you is going to give me a tour? I want to look around. Well, there's one man among us who has lived in this town and knows it better than anyone else alive or dead, maybe. And he has the snazziest overalls in town. We, we both like step one to the right one to the left <laughs> yeah. and gesture and like gesture to jeremiah who hasn't said hello to the queen yet we're, we're doing a little power pose for him yeah jeremiah as you guys uh part ways he he kind of looks down and, and whispers to you guys oh my gosh she's so much nicer than i had imagined well your queen my name is jeremiah jill sinkley and i've been a resident at chester's chair my entire life and same with my father, and his father, and his father, and his father. And I would love to give you a tour of my town. Oh, I love it. You got roots, man. Yeah, show me around. My friends are just going to uh, chill, but Sir Jowl's Flapping is going to come with us. He's like my bodyguard. Okay. Well. He'll kill everybody um, if you wanted to. I mean, it, oh. it's not going to happen, though. Right? And he oh. goes, we'll see. I don't want to kill everyone, but I could. And he'll give one, whoo! Ask <laughs> you. Well, why don't we te- uh, show you the sights and sounds of Chester's chair? You see, about fifteen or twenty people get out of the two Cadillac Escalades. They've been packed to the brim. These are sort of her retainers, and they'll stay and hang out in the main area. Mayor Gaudron Werp is following behind you the whole time, mouth agape, 
he's quite confused at why he's not being taken seriously. He's, he seems to be unhappy. Tile has just been keeping his head down and following politely with you. You pass by the Reed District first, and there, Finea Vorn steps out of the shadows. She's very nervous. She's dressed in a bear skin, which you put together is like her version of a fancy suit. <laughs> it's like still a little bloody, and Finea Vorn is going to say, Your queen, uh, my queen, I uh, <laughs> got you, made you, I got you, made you this. And she reaches her hand out, and she has like a raw, bloody steak. She says it's the it's the leanest cut of the bear. It is the tastiest. The queen is like, oh my god, um, Jowls, I don't want. And he'll take it and take a bite out of it and say, mm, okay. And as you look at the queen's face, you see that she's not thrilled with this weird gift. And a thought occurs to each of you, a mechanic perhaps, that somehow, somewhere. The queen's attitude is being tracked, and her attitude at the end of the queen's visit will determine the outcome, (laughs) will determine her response to to Chester's chair and what she chooses to do with Chester's chair. All right, I'll sleep with the queen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it takes to save the town. Albert Penis will dick her down. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> Boo, no! <laughs> I thought of that rhyme halfway through. <laughs> That's what you get when you work with old dude. Oh god! <laughs> oh my god, this is the musical theater and gross sex jokes episode. We, we cut across town now to the Pond District where Fent Cherrystone, wearing a poorly fitted suit, he's not comfortable in, in fine clothing, has a gift for her and now that you're a little more cautious of these he unwraps it in front of her and it's lincoln logs he'll say oh hey your queenliness ah i uh, Clegg's gonna whisper to fent and go hey do you have something more cool like 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 anything like that glows up or you know something that uh, oh because I don't know what she would do with this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh shit. You have some, like, um, sparklers or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is my steel contract, Leroy Lion. Leroy would like you to have his arm. And Leroy looks <laughs> at Fent and goes, huh? And he's like, Leroy would like you to have his arm because it's cool, it's mechanical, it glows. And he detaches it and he goes, yeah, Leroy's arm <laughs> for you. And the queen takes it in and goes, Wow, that was pretty metal. Like, I didn't expect to get an arm. That's... Okay. That was pretty cool. I'm going to take everybody's side. Okay, going forward, she loves body parts. Let's keep (laughs) that in mind. (laughs) You make your way now to the Root District, and there you see Jill Rana Thistletop and some of her friends. She wears the same suit as normal, but she's clearly done her hair today. She's wearing it in a high bun and has a yellow flower poked into it. She unwraps and presents to the queen a green scarf. Your Majesty. Can I call you Your Majesty? And Queen Josephine says, Call me Joe. And she goes, Um, Joe, hey, I made this for you. And hands it to her. I'm going to cast Distort Value on the scarf. Okay. Whoa. Um, I'm going to, so it's green, but I'm going to give it some neon stripes. Nice. It is a very simple scarf. It is green woven out of reeds. And as you give it neon stripes, the spell takes place. Just as the queen holds it, and she goes, oh, oh, fancy. Jorana goes, oh, yeah, I, um, 
um, didn't plan on that, but uh, it's like it's gonna wink at Jorana, like, well, I hope you like it. And the queen goes, Oh, it's nice, this is cool. Sir Jowl's flapping, takes it and puts it in a bag. He's carrying a little purse of hers. You see, it's it's small, it's just like a it's like a clasp, but as he opens it and drops the scarf in it, seems to vagic into like a magical space. It's a handbag of holding. Wow. Like, we'll whisper to Jolrana, for what it's worth, I like the scarf the way it was, but she's really unhinged. We have to keep this all in mind. Thanks, yeah. Let's 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 try not to get killed. Okay. Jolrana, may I have a word with you? Oh, yeah. And the party's going to continue on, Jeremiah leading the queen and, and her returns away. Jolrana will stay behind with you. First things first, it's quite obvious you did your hair today. Oh, thanks. Second thing, second, I have what was promised, and I'm going to reach in <gasps> my pocket and pull out the 600 gold. Oh, Oh, Albert, thank you. She'll take it. She'll hug you. Albert Penis. Albert Penis. Yeah. <laughs> I know your name. Wait, no. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I normally do it with penis. Never mind. I got confused. <laughs> She'll take the bag from you. And she says, oh, Albert, thank you for getting this. I'll admit, I'm not proud to say this, but I was a little worried that we were going to get paid. I mean, I was trying to think, what am I going to do if I have to break this news? But <sighs> if there's one thing you can do to me, Jilran, it's depend. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I would have phrased it like that exactly, but thank you. No, if there's one thing you can do on me, it is expect proper phrasing. Yeah, I think so. You really came through for us. There's one thing you can do of me, it is expect that I will come through. (laughs) (laughs) There's a pause. Thanks, Albert. You know, you've really grown up. Yes. So, uh, what, what, what are you doing later? Oh, I mean, I got work to take care of. We're going to the Queen's visit, though. We'll see you there. Oh, yes, right. The Queen's visit arranged by me. Yeah, it's happening right now. The love of the man. You know, you probably should catch up. Uh, They're getting pretty far away. Oh, I can run very fast in this suit. Don't worry. Well, bye, Albert. Nice to see you. Thank you for this. Jilrana, I have one more question for you before we go. Yeah. What's your favorite color? You know, Baggy picked this flower out for me today, and I'm really partial to it. I think my favorite color is yellow. Good to know, and I'm going to run off, unfortunately revealing that I cannot move quickly in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> you run off slowly. She'll watch you for a minute. and then- Yeah, as I'm running away, I'm just going to think to myself, note to self, you have identified Baggy as a sexual rival. And you're <laughs> Great. You make it all the way up to the Breeze Top Estates, and there Mayor Gaudron Werp gives the gift. He is nervous. He looks at her and says, Your Majesty... I am so honored that you... She goes, okay, enough. Skip all this. Uh, Right. Well, up here in the breeze top, we enjoy only the finest. And that's what I have for you. Only the finest. And he uh, opens up a jewelry box. He has a beautiful jeweled necklace. Looks quite expensive. And she just looks at it and she goes, Uh, you think I don't got money? I got money. I don't need your money. She'll pause a moment in case you have any way to intercede. Oh, your majesty, I have I have a <laughs> gift for you. Oh, yeah. Like's just gloating in the background, <laughs> just watching Gaudron squirm. I'm going to cast magic missile and blow up the jewelry box. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to roll to hit because magic missile always hits. And as you say this, right. from your arm, three force bolts shoot out. <laughs> Gaudron goes, ah, damn, you singed my hand. And it annihilates this gemstone. He goes, ah, that was expensive. Come on. And the queen goes, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to dab. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. He's good. Hey, you're very good. I like that a lot. <laughs> it seems like that had an outsized effect on her um, 
for mood. There's one thing you can expect of Albert Penis. It's an outsized effect on your mood. <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road, huh? Come on now. I've seen enough. And uh, you'll walk down out of the breeze um, top estates. Uh, as we're coming back, uh, coming back down from the breeze top estates, uh, Jeremiah says, there's one more place I want to uh, show you. Uh, okay. It is an institution in Chester's chair. Oh, God. It's called the Libar. Oh, cool. What's a Libar? <laughs> well, back in the day, it was the library, but it's been in such disrepair for so long that several of the letters have fallen out. Now it is the Libar. Is that what it stands for? That's what my great-great-great-grandfather told me. Things you learn in this town. Let's go there. And you make it to the front of the Libar. What would you like to do there? So as so Jeremiah goes to the door and reaches for the knob and pauses for a second, he turns around and he says, Queen Josephine the fourth, I have thought long and hard of the day that I would finally meet you. My great, 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 great grandfather knew your great, 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 great grandmother. And I, I have to say, I wasn't looking forward to meeting you. I didn't think that you would be this down to earth. I didn't think that you would want to talk to the common person. And quite frankly, I didn't even think you would give us the time of day. She's like, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, as he's doing this, Albert's just frantically giving in the cut it out motion. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she's a little skeptical of this, but she's waiting for the, the other half. That being said, Chester's Chair is a proud town, and in this proud town, we celebrate the joys of pornography. And <laughs> it's a huge swing. <laughs> Albert's doing the motion as hard as possible. <laughs> I just cried, shot my neck. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, I want to present to you the pornography collection of Chester's chair and he opens it up to see the splendor of what Craig has been or um Prague has Craig. done <laughs> Craig the door swings open Krog is standing in there proudly just as you uh, had instructed him to the walls of the library have all open books books placed out so that they could be easily perused and you see quite a diversity of porn you see some graphic images. You see some odd stick figures, more humorous than anything else. <laughs> you see long narrative poems describing emotionally charged scenes. You see casual drawings of women swimming, uh, lounging on a grassy knoll. And this is such a huge, crazy swing that I actually, I don't know exactly how the queen's going to react to this. I can kind of see it go both ways, so I'm going to roll for it. <laughs> yes. It's a 17, and she goes, Oh, you're freaky here. Oh, everybody's <laughs> freaky here. And Sir Jowl's flapping. We'll break into a little dance. He goes, oh, yeah, you're freaky here. And she's like, oh, I didn't know it was this kind of town. This is good. <laughs> this is real crazy. You're all real weird here. This is good. I'm going to remember Queen this. Jo- this is cool. Queen Josephine, I have a special gift for you. So <gasps> Jeremiah goes and says, Krog, will you please help me unveil the perfection that Mr. Fish has bestowed upon this town. And he pulls down a big curtain and it's two gigantic pictures of Queen Josephine, butt ass naked. Side by side. And Jeremiah says, Queen Josephine, 
Now, if you look straight in the middle and cross your eyes just perfectly, it will actually look like your supple naked body is right in front of you in three dimensions. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I said the last thing was a big swing and I was wrong. (laughs) This is a big swing. I I think it's important to note that in this reality, all this is being done by a crazy old man yes. dressed in like overalls, a big hat, crazy white hair, but like a dandelion for a head. Yeah. yeah, I think she more likely is not going to see, not going to enjoy seeing a three dimensional naked image of herself drawn by a stranger. But I could be wrong, and so I'm going to roll for it. But I am going to increase the DC for this one for her to like it. Okay. Can I give her guidance? <laughs> Fucking sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I touch her and I say, what do you think? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, her bodyguard's not supposed to let that happen. <laughs> oh yeah, her bodyguard wouldn't. You know, I think I gotta say no on the guidance because it doesn't okay. make sense, even though it is funny. It's okay, I've got a, I've got a port and locked and loaded. Okay, I rolled a 14, which is a failure. Leg's gonna portent it to a 17. She's gonna cover Summer's bounty's eyes. What? And go... <laughs> Victory is sacrifice. <laughs> oh my gosh. So as the queen takes it in, she is not happy. And then she comes out the other side of it. And she's like, I gotta say, when this sort of creepy stuff happens normally, I don't like it. But you, you This got, happens to you normally? It happens. <laughs> I'm very famous. It happens. You just got your whole thing, man. Like... Your whole look, you're like farmer chic. I kind of dig it. Can I take that home? Please. Please, Queen Joe. Please take it. Sweet. And she'll grab them both and put them in the magical handbag. On that note, who's ready to party? (laughs) She'll raise her hand. She goes, oh, (laughs) yeah. I was so worried that was the third surprise. (laughs) And with that, (laughs) as you make your way back to missing chair square we will take our break we will be back in just a few minutes for the main event bye-bye sitting down in missing chair square you take stock of your group there's about 80 representatives from chester's chair in addition to the 20 or so that the queen has brought the feast, of course, and the tables were set out for about 100 people, so every chair is, is filled. An outsized number came from the Breeztop Estates. Fully half of the, the 80 are from the Breeztop Estates. You also see, as uh, mentioned earlier, smaller parties being set up around the exterior of Missing Chair Square, where regular townsfolk are uh, clamoring to see the queen. You see kids sitting on top of parents' shoulders, straining, looking hard to see the queen, which is not hard to do because she shines like a, a, like a diamond. The queen sits at a table in front, along with Sir Jowl's flapping, the mayor, and the three heroes chosen in the call to greatness. Dewey, David, and Chelsea. Kyle sits off to the side on the side table with all of you. Each of the district leaders is sitting at a table with some of their closest friends and advisors and other well-to-dos from the Breestop Estates and from Chester's chair proper fill out the rest of the tables. Kyle will shuffle over to the mayor, taps him on the shoulder and whispers something comes back. And the mayor stands up, will take a glass in his hand. Tink, 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 tink. 
We now will welcome to the stage a representative from the common folk here of Chester's chair to give us a speech <laughs> to let us know what it means to be from Chester's chair. Uh, he pulls out a piece of paper. Um, Jeremiah Jell. Uh, how well, how's this last name pronounced? I've heard it like a bunch of different ways. <laughs> Jeremiah Jell Sinkley. Give it up, folks, for Jeremiah Jell Sinkley. And the crowd claps, claps, and Jeremiah, you're invited up. You can stand behind the podium and make your citizens address. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah casts thaumaturgy to, to amplify his voice for everybody. Hell yeah. And he brings up this gigantic tome of what is presumably his speech. Looks at the tome, looks at the people, looks at the queen, and he throws the tome out. It's this gigantic dictionary-sized book. And he says, <gasps> Shocks from the audience. <gasps> My queen, as I said before, I was not expecting you to enjoy Chester's chair like you have and you and connect with the common folk. I wasn't expecting you to embrace this town and in return this town now embraces you we are here as your humble servants and we so i had this big fucking speech (laughs) planned and (laughs) that was gonna tear her apart that was gonna tear her apart (laughs) 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 and now i don't have that You can ask your companions for help. Jeremiah on stage seems nervous. He was so ready to rip into the queen. She's like, "Mm, I guess expectations aren't everything, huh? Wow, I guess we're all learning something. My queen, I have one thing I ask of you. As you've now taken your tour of Chester's chair, and as you met its citizens, this town has really gone downhill uh, in in the recent centuries due primarily to the duke's road no longer being the made trade route to scarlet's edge if there's any way to revitalize this town and make it even grander than what it is currently if you could reactivate it as a trade route and maybe just divert just some of the traffic from the queen's causeway down here to chester's chair and help us thrive Ooh. Hmm. That's a big request, Freaky Dandelion. I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll have to think about it. If I think that it's going to be fun for my friends to come, I'll put up a big old sign on the Queen's Causeway that says, Hey, you, stop it. Turn. Go to Chester's chair. It's good there. <laughs> Signed, the Queen. Quite a large sign. I'll make a sign any size. Your request has been heard, Freaky Dandelion. It's up to you now, and all up to you to see if it's worth it. All right, good for you, Freaky Dandelion. She'll snap. All of her friends instantly snap, too. Thank you, my queen. Does anybody else want to say anything? Click's just gonna minor illusion some fireworks and cheer. Yay! The mayor will get back up. I know him. He's my friend. Jeremiah hears this, and he goes, aw. Well, isn't that sweet? Now, folks, um, the feast. This is, uh, oh, shit, I got that somewhere in here. Pulls out another note. (laughs) Chris Tata's 100 Ways, put together by the the chefs at Taste Plus Dignity. 
Equals penis curiosity. <laughs> he unfolds the note. There's like another little layer. Equals penis curiosity. Now, when did that get in? Oh, anyway, enjoy. And the staff of taste plus dignity, the expertly curated staff begins swarming the tables, weaving in and out of them, presenting dish after dish of Cristado. Cristado fries. Cristado fried like a fish. Cristado pancakes. Cristado croquettes. Cristatas bravas. <laughs> Kralu masala. That's a, like an alu masala. Cristado salad. Classic. And a bunch of others. <laughs> no, I want to hear a hundred. Oh, no. I do have it, but I won't do it all. Everybody's eating and enjoying the feast. The queen, after a time, let me make a roll for her. Yep. I rolled if she likes it with disadvantage because I was like, there's no way she's going to like <laughs> She's going to eat 100 Cristados. And I rolled a 17 and an 18. <gasps> wow. Whoa. The dice tell their own stories. And I'm going to go with it. Cristado after Cristado, she's scarfing down. She goes, mm, I thought people would just eat these as a dare. These are good, though. These are, like, really good. Cristatas Bravas is, like, really clever, too. Uh, <laughs> eating them up. Uh, Boink and Woody personally visit her table. And Woody will say, oh, yeah. I'm so glad you enjoyed this. Boingo said, yes, your majesty, we are quite happy to serve you. As the feast is going on and dishes are being served, you see around the outside, a man makes eye contact with you all. He's dressed in a tracksuit that's clearly too small for him. He's wearing Albert Pease's tracksuit. You see Money Boy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he makes eye contact with all of you. He lifts up the, the wraparound shades that are like squeezing his temples really hard. And he's like, he seems to be communicating to you, it's this time? I'm going to give him a big thumbs up. Okay. He puts the wraparound shades back down and he scurries off. You start to hear commotion around the sides as the feast is wrapping up. And then, looking around, all at once, Money Boy seems to have orchestrated members of the crowd to grab onto planter boxes with, with flowers. And you hear, <laughs> a loud horn. <laughs> Sir Jowl's flapping is instantly going to jump up. He's holding a spell in his hand, a fire spell, ready to like fucking annihilate somebody. Uh, he looks around, the crowds part, and people begin to pour in. And I need to make a roll for Jowl's flapping because he might see this as a threat. It's a natural two. And now things are starting to get a little scary. Good scarier. or bad? <laughs> That's bad. Uh, oh, I no. will um, portent it to a 14. Whoa! Whoa! So people Whoa. do not get killed. Oh my portent gosh. is so powerful. During the break, I told Alex, one of my portents is pretty mid, and I was like, oh, I'm glad I held on to it. Oh my gosh. Thank God we, there weren't any animals to talk to tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jowl's flapping quickly scans the room. He takes a cool like power dancer stance, holding his fire, and seeing that it's just people... The queen is, like, not even worried about it. And he, he relaxes a bit. The queen will look around, and it's sort of just, just now that she notices, and she looks at Gouger and Rope, and she goes, did you not even invite anybody from this little freaking place to eat Cristados? Cristados are cheap. Oh, my God. And uh, it is going to actually, in a paradox, hurt her perception of the town that the people were not invited. I'm just glad no one was killed today. <laughs> and then I'll also raise it back up as she's like, Give them some food. These are good. The staff from Taste Plus Dignity began to serve the common folk. 
The people from the Breeztop Estates actually are the most nervous about it. They're scared to be swarmed with people. The queen herself seems to be calm. The other members of Chester's Chair who were invited seem to welcome their friends and families and neighbors with open arms. And Money Boy is going to take off the glasses and he'll wink at you all. But he uh, can't quite wink and he blinks both his eyes. <laughs> Anarchy. He'll slink back into the shadows. Tile stands up now. He'll whisper again to the to Gaudron Werp and Gaudron Werp as the feast is winding down will say I am now pleased to welcome our entertainment for the evening the children's choir of the Towers Schoolhouse Miss Maggie Lathy please take it away and Miss Maggie Lathy will step forward and say I am so honored to be here today to bring the children to sing for you the queen this is a very special moment for all of us children savor this and she'll file them all up onto a set of bleachers. Jackson Fisher standing in the in the center. Clegg will send Summer's Bounty to like try to inconspicuously line up with the kids at the very Yeah. Clegg <laughs> will say before he goes, Summer's Bounty, learning how to speak, I'm sure has been overwhelming. And you said a lot of really, truly wild shit today. <laughs> but <laughs> this is your moment. This is what you were born to do. This is when I get to talk? Yeah. And sing? Yeah. Okay. The children's choir is going to begin to sing. They look to each other to confirm that they're all ready. <laughs> Summer's bounty lands on Jackson Fisher's wrist, and Jackson Fisher will <laughs> whisper to him. That's Jackson Fisher whispering. Ew. <laughs> and just like in their audition, they will sing Hallelujah. One really big kid. Jackson Fisher steps up to the front of the group like he's about to sing, and then he raises his arm and allows Summer's Bounty to sing. I heard there was a secret chord that David played and pleased the Lord. tank top and jeans finishes his solo as the rest of the kids resume singing i'm gonna roll for summer's bounty actually clegg please roll a performance check for summer's bounty Clegg's gonna stand up like on the table after the solo ends and goes have you ever seen a bat that's handsome and can sing (laughs) i rolled seven oh i'm gonna give him advantage on this because this was huge this was tito and she's not just because i did it I burned Those all my portents on trying not to get everyone killed. Give it one more, Clay. Uh, a 13. Okay, a 13. The queen's going to roll. Doesn't like it. Aww. The queen's like, mm, I wanted to hear that funny little boy sing. Okay. <laughs> but in our hearts, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the singing completed. It gets a good response from the crowd. They're quite happy. Summer's Bounty will fly back to you. I'll pull Summer's Bounty and I'll say, I know she didn't like it. And 
you know, we all get humiliated sometimes and we just have to move past it. I thought it was good. I, mean, I thought you were good, too. I thought you were good. I thought you were handsome. Uh, <laughs> just going to look at her feet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at this point, the queen will stand up and she'll look at all of you and she'll say, mm, this is fun and all, but I want to dance. How are we going to make that happen? I want to dance. Sir Jowl's flapping will stand up. He reaches into his into the handbag, pulls out a drum machine that he's fashioned with arcane power. And he starts boom, 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 giving David a tough challenge. <laughs> and boom, boom, the queen gets up. She's dancing. Sir Jowl's flapping is dancing. Their 20 retainers right away are dancing. Tables and chairs are being pushed out of the way to make an impromptu dance floor in the middle here. Who's joining? First things first, I'm going to go, oh, money bags, money boy. And he's doing his pop and lock routine as he comes over joins the dance you see some of your other friends join the dance Becky's going to join the dance all three of the leaders Finea Vorn is doing like a uh, very stiff robotic dance to things Ben Cherrystone is dancing around with little kids Jorana Thistletop undoes her bun and is going to get out on the dance floor too Jeremiah is going to cast uh, is going to grab a glove from one of the waiters or he's going to get two gloves and he's going to cast light on the gloves so he could do that little rave yeah. uh, finger thing, <laughs> finger dance. Hell yeah. And, and he Where goes you swirl out the your dance hands floor. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's going up to the queen, like getting up into her face and stuff yeah, like that. It. Albert's going to sit and watch okay. for reasons to be revealed later. Like's going to like stand, I guess, near Baggy and just do, do a little uncomfortable... Arms only wiggle. Arms only wiggle. No legs. Nice. Just in her vicinity, just near her. But like, she's not going to dance with her. As the dancing intensifies, uh, the queen getting more into it, the music getting louder. I would like everyone dancing to make a performance check. 14. A cool nine. Plague, you lose the beat. You start to feel kind of sheepish and awkward. (laughs) And return to your seat. And Baggy will go, oh, that's okay. And she'll go and sit down with you. I'm like, oh, cool. That was fun. Very on char- in character for Clyde to not. Jeremiah, you're still in it. Money Boy is still in it. The Queen and Sir Jowl's flapping are really cool. Sir Jowl's flapping is basically just like keeping his shoulders stiff, but just like full body lean pulsing with things. And it, it works for him. Tile is killing it because remember <laughs> Tile has a plus ten modifier to performance. <laughs> oh my god! He's I like a maniac. An NPC with like they're a regular villager except they've got one weird cute mod. Except for being a savant on the dance floor, people are dropping out. People can't keep up with the sheer bad funny power of this song. Another performance check. Oh, ah, eleven. Oh wait, I'm a thirteen. I forgot my modifier. Yes, a 13, sadly, is not enough to stay in the second I, round. I did my best. The My light spell kind of starts to malfunction a little bit, and uh, he just kind of looks really awkward and looks down at his shoes and then starts doing a little shoegaze uh, back and forth sort of thing and realizes that the gig is up and just leaves. Money Boy also sadly loses. Money Boy's been dancing to an oh. entirely different song that only plays in his head <laughs> and eventually is asked to leave. At the end here... Weirdly enough, at the end here, you look out at the dance floor. It is the queen, Sir Jowl's flapping, Tile, and Finea Vorn. 
With a natural twenty, she's still in it. Is she, is she still wearing the bear this suit? This woman has the best luck in contests. She went. She was hot in the dang fest near the. Uh, oh yeah, the, the talent, talent show. show. Oh yeah. Now she's hot in her bear suit, both figuratively and literally. And <laughs> as the music reaches its peak, the only dancer left dancing is a skinny, bald, seventeen-year-old boy in a poor-fitting suit. Kyle. Wow. Oh my gosh. And exhausted, Sir Jowl's flapping wipes sweat off his brow. Goes up to Tyle and says, For you, you sent it the big dog. He reaches into his pocket <laughs> and gives him a little cologne. The oh. scent <laughs> of the big dog. A real magic item that I created that now Tyle gets. Wow. Oh, man. Is everyone, like, cheering for him? The crowd is going wild, cheering hugely for Tyle's big win. He'll take it to go, Oh, my God, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I just was dancing in this other thing and I didn't get a positive response, but this just makes me feel so good. So thank you. Thank you. Someone in the background goes, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> as the dance winds down, Galdrin Warp again will take the stage. Say, my, my, we have had quite a time here today. We've reached right about the end of our festivities. But before we go, Chester's chair would like to offer the queen and her friends, and all of you here in attendance today, gifts. These are, um, where the hell did these come from? He reaches into his pocket again. Courtesy of the Root District. Hopefully they're good. <laughs> oh, that's just a joke. I'm sure they're great. Please, all, everybody, take one of these from the table. The queen will go take a bag. Everybody takes a little bag. The queen will reach in, pull out one of the carved wooden statues. She looks at it, she goes, oh, it's a pig. And Barton <laughs> Decker somewhere else is like, it's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the queen's looking through her bag, and uh, all of her friends are looking through their bags, too. It kind of has a cute appeal to it, though it's not necessarily immediately impressive to them. Anything you'd like to do here? Or she's going to roll for her, for if she'd like it. How close am I to the queen? Uh, you could be standing very near to her. You're, you're 15 feet away from her. I'm going to go, oh, Wow. It's, it's so cool that you got this from the root district. Did you see the other side of the bag? And she's going to touch the bag, cast a second level distort value. So distort value doubles the object's perceived value by adding flourishes. And what flourishes Clegg is going to give the bag is it's just like the same regular bag. But but if you were online in like 2009... <laughs> it's like the blingy web filter where it just rhinestones all your pictures and just makes them really glittery. People will understand this okay. reference. And <laughs> so you bedazzle the bags. Still like, yeah, I do not, but like, it is cool. <laughs> it's just like that. You bedazzle the bags. It's Excellent. blingied. <laughs> B-L-I-N-G-E-E-D for the viewers at she home. She gets advantage on this. Do I like it role? And the advantage is useful because it's a 10 and a 17. <laughs> she does like it. Yay. Quite a bit, even. She's like, wow, this is cool. I got like weird knickknacks that you can't even get places, homemade, and this. And it matches her outfit in a, in a kitschy way. And she goes, oh, hey, everybody, come on in. Everybody, everybody. The queen will say, when I showed up here in Chester's chair today, I didn't expect to like it. I didn't know. I'd never been here before. But the freaky dandelion showed me some crazy stuff. And everybody was just so 
earnest and honest. And when you've been partying in Scarlet Edge or partying in Princeville, you get tired of the fake shit, you know? And Chester's chair doesn't have any fake shit. Everything here is real. And I respect that. That's freaking sweet. Who planned this thing? I have a special gift for whoever planned this thing. And the mayor will say, <clears throat> that, oh, that, that would be me. He'll begin to approach her. Should we all lock eyes? Yeah, we're all locking eyes. Yeah, we all lock eyes. And we, and Jeremiah grabs his arm and says, I don't think so, Mr. Mayor. The mayor, what, who are you? i never seen you before in my life. We are the party planning committee. <gasps> Gasps all throughout the audience. And we planned this party. As a committee. <gasps> now there's gas throughout the audience. <laughs> now that's preposterous. I mean, I planned this party. I've been working very hard on this party the whole time. Uh, well, if that's the case, Mr. Mayor, who made the bags? <gasps> Ooh. Who made the bags? I got a note around here. Some. Oh. He looks through his pockets. Can't find them. He looks at all of you. He says, the fine citizens of Chester's chair made the bags. Which citizens? The nicest ones. And Jorana Thistletop will back you up. She'll stand up and say, the root district made the bags. And the party planning committee planned this party. And Tile is shrinking back further and further. Bent Cherry Stone will step up too. He'll say, listen, I'm not exactly happy with not being featured a whole lot, but I gotta say, the truth is the truth. The party planning committee planned it. Phinea Vorn will take off the bear hat uh, face that is covering her own face and say, Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's beautiful. I too witnessed the party planning committee planned this. It wasn't bear work. Wait, real quick, Alex, could you roll again to see if the nail, uh, if, if the nail born is hot again? Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> this time it's a seven, so the blood is, it's oh, not, okay. doesn't tell totally me. Mayor Werp will say, now hold on, hold on just a minute. Tile, special assistant to the mayor. Tile here knows the inner workings of Chester's chair better than anybody. And I rely on him as my special assistant. If there's one person that knows the true planner of this event, it's Tile. He's the source to trust. And Tyle will step forward. He's dead nervous. He looks around and he'll make eye contact with all of you. We're going to stare him down. Tyle, check your pocket. <gasps> he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a piece of paper. It's a an image of an exploded person who's been killed by a horse and trampolines <laughs> and big thumbs up like this is safe. He folds it back up. He shakes uncomfortably <gasps> as he looks at the mayor and he says... The party planning committee are the ones responsible. It was not the mayor. I can't live a lie. And he <laughs> runs from the room. Oh, the queen goes, let him go. Let him go. And he, ah, he'll run all the way through the party, pushing chairs. The crowd parts for him. He runs up onto the stage, knocks the podium over, oh and dives God. full body out onto the podium of the missing chair. And on the cool stone, he comes finally to rest. The queen says, watch him now. And Tile gets back up slowly. His face is bloody. He says, I'm a man today! And Gouger works. what the hell's going on? Takes his hat off, throws it, he's uh, balding on top. The queen says, Ah! Got you! The queen says, Okay, okay, I've seen enough. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. 
You three are the ones responsible for this, right? Not you. Looks at Gaudron Werp. You are a terrible mayor. And if I ever come back here, I don't want to see you again. The mayor is shocked. His, the color has left his face. She looks at all of you and says, I had a great time today. I got something for you. First of all, this. She takes off a gold bangle around her, her wrist, hands it to you. She says, you sell that. And tell them that it's mine, and then it's going to be worth even more. You can add to your inventory a gold bangle worth 300 gold pieces. Oh, my gosh. And when I get home, I'm going to tell the people that work for me to put up a big sign that says exactly that thing that I said earlier about come to Chester's chair. Because Chester's chair is cool. Sir Giles Lobby goes, yeah, Chester's chair is cool. Her retainers, yeah, break into a big applause. And around you, the audience swells into a great applause. Mayor Galvin Warp steps on his hat angrily as he looks around at the people who have betrayed him. But the rest of you are exuberant with joy. No more horses. No more horses. No more horses. Yeah. Um, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Look at Kaiden. Okay, I rolled a five. <laughs> yeah. It dies out real fast. No, there's one man yelling, no more. Nobody else is taking up this chance. It's money, boy. <laughs> yeah. And, and as the crowd builds with raucous applause, the queen says, all right, we're going home. Jumps in the back of her Lamborghini. Uh, Sir Jowl's flapping is going to slide over the hood and into the driver's seat. And as the queen's followers get in their Cadillacs, they will take along with them Dewey, Chelsea, and David off to a better life in Scarlet Edge. And they speed out of town, leaving you in the aftermath. Gaudron Werp looking at all of you, still surrounded by this, this crowd. Tile has made his way bloodied and beaten back over to all of you. Tile will say, Mayor, pay for the party. Pay for the party. Pay for the party. Pay for the party. No more horses. <laughs> no more horses. I would like one of you to make a persuasion check with advantage and guidance as you have the group behind you here. I am technically plus three. Mine is way lower than that. Yeah. Not to bet a game, but yeah, go do it. Yeah. Nine is the first one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sec. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, the second one's 21. 21? Yeah. That's not even with guidance. The mayor is standing there, angry. He looks at all of you, looks at Tile, and says, Fine. We'll pay for the party. How much did this cost? 20 gold? 1,000 gold. What? It was at least 1,200. What? I think it was was 1,300 gold. The number I have is 1,100. Okay. With the chanting all around him, he says, we'll pay for it. We'll pay for it. Citizens of Justice Share, I'm going to pay for the party. And they've already, he's lost the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Mayor, that was a really mayoral thing to do. Thank you. And he puts an arm around him. Wow. You're welcome. Whoever you are. (laughs) and with that we will end tonight's session and we will end our first arc oh my god oh my god wow the crowd goes wild 
Thank you, listeners, for listening. And for listeners who have listened to every single one, thank you double. Thank you twice. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, DMs, thank for you, DMing. DM for DMing. My gosh. Thank you. Next week is our holiday special, Twas the Night Before Cuddle Much. And it's cozy as fuck. After that, we're going to do a cool Arc 1 recap, help people catch up and get ready for our second arc. Stay tuned for that in the new year. Thank you all so much. If you like the show, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on your podcast app of choice. Rate and review us and tell your friends, please. Tell every single one of your friends that this was the best thing you've ever listened to. <laughs> if you laugh at our reel, you legally have to share it on your story. True. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Woo. Goodbye. Goodbye.